All right. Today, we've got Pedro Guimaraes. Pedro, thank you so, so much for joining. My pleasure to be here, Joe, and congrats on this initiative. Really, really, <laughs> okay. really nice. Okay. Okay. Stop that. Stop that right now. All right. Let's, let's get into the normal questioning. Uh, re refresh our memory, uh, what you were doing before INSEAD and what you've been up to for the last 20 years. You know, uh, I, I, I feel very humble for, you know, listening to the odd exciting stories, but now it's about the story of the boring management consultant who has been a management <laughs> consultant now for 25 years. So I was a management consultant before INSEAD and I remain a management consultant 20 years after INSEAD. What, 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 okay, be more specific. What companies were you at before and, and, and then what, what, what did you do, you know, afterwards? I always say that I'm a, a, a mechanical engineer, but if you've got some problem at home or with your car, don't ask me because I wouldn't know how to fix it. <laughs> I started off my career uh, with Accenture. At that point, it's still like in an internship with Anderson Consulting. Uh, and when I joined ESAD, I really had the intent to get back to, to, to Accenture. I was, you know, doing well, doing fine. Um, but then I, I, I realized there was, let's say, the, the broader spectrum of, let's say, the more strategically focused management consulting firms. Um, uh, and then I, I, I took uh, 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 the risk and the opportunity to join McKinsey. Uh, and that's the place I stayed for 16 years after INSAID, right? After INSAID and then for 16 years. Um, Within Hold on, let's, let, let, let's back up for a second. So at Accenture, what were, were you like doing, you know, toggling uh, boxes and implementing Salesforce for, for clients like that? Or were you doing more strategic stuff at Accenture before NCI? Uh, even at, at, at Accenture, uh, there was what they called strategy and business architecture service line. So it was mostly, let's say, functional strategy, but still strategy. And I served clients like Whirlpool, Coca-Cola Bottlers, and Unilever, and Unilever has been, I would say, uh, uh, probably the client I've served most extensively uh, through the course of my career. Oh, interesting. And you, so you did them with, you worked with them through McKinsey as well? Of course. I mean, I remember mm -hmm. when I joined McKinsey back in 04 and I came into uh, uh, the consulting uh, at the consumer partner and I said, gosh, I want to serve Unilever. And it was a point, I don't know if you would remember, I ended up writing a case with Professor Pierre Chandon in ESAD, which talked about Unilever's marketing for low-income consumers in Brazil uh, and how they adapt their branding strategies to serve low-income consumers of Brazil's Northeast. Um, so that that inspired me and actually uh, 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 made me like have a strong push towards keeping working in the consumer sector. Uh, and then I ended up having Unilever as one of my core clients, and, and, and which ultimately led to my partner election uh, by the end of 2010. Excellent, excellent. Let's 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 get to that. But I, first, talk us through. So you you were in McKinsey Brazil the whole time. Kind of walk us through what what that trajectory was like, and and to the extent you can talk about the kind of projects you worked on and where you went in Brazil, and then we'll get to the 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 partner uh, thing, which is very interesting. Very good. So uh, I would split, Joe, the 16 years with McKinsey in two different cycles. The first cycle was, let's say, the more traditional path towards partnership. And what I call the more traditional path is like you focus on a, an industry, in my case, consumer goods and retail. You focus on a function, in my case, was mostly marketing sales. 
um, and you you know start developing clients, you know uh, delivering impact. In my case, the emblematic clients. It was a mix of local and global clients. So I mentioned Unilever as a, a, a global client. Another global client that I served was Carrefour, uh, the French uh, grocery retailer. But then there was a bunch of uh, also local clients, like, for instance, Magalu. Magalu, Magazine Luisa, happens to be uh, uh, one of the preeminent uh, uh, electronics retailer uh, in Brazil the kind of uh, uh, Amazon of Brazil together with Mercado Livre. Um, so this was the first cycle, right? So focusing on these clients uh, uh, and ultimately seven years after INSEAD uh, uh, being elected partner was a big accomplishment for me. Of course, uh, 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 we say that consulting is like a roller coaster, right? And it's not that you, it's a linear path towards partnership, right? There were uh, 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 good and bad years, right? Uh, even, you know, as you can imagine, a few years uh, 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 before my election, uh, uh, you know what happened in 2008, 2009, right? With the uh, 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 financial services bubble bursting uh, uh, in the US, uh, but also with the impacts of, of, on a global scale. But um, Brazil was in a, also on, 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 had some tailwinds. There was the moment of the consumption boom in Brazil, and I surfed that wave. Then, once I made to partner by the end of 2010, to be honest, Joe, I was a bit bored, you know, with those large companies, lots of bureaucracy serving those clients, and I wanted to do something a bit more entrepreneurial. It was the first time that I wanted to do something a bit more entrepreneurial. Um, and uh, it was also an important moment for McKinsey in Brazil because it was the first moment that a Brazilian took over the German control. <laughs> the Germans started off the, the office in Brazil back in 89. And it was only in 2010 they let the first Brazilian uh, uh, take command as the head for Brazil and Latin America. A good friend of mine who helped, who, whom I helped build the, the consumer platform and, and together, we established the plan to expand McKinsey into new geographies and serve more family-owned businesses in Brazil. And that was the moment that I moved to Salvador in Bahia, a, a place you know quite well. Uh, and I lived in Salvador de Bahia for three, four years, serving mostly family conglomerates from Brazil's Northeast and public sector clients. So now this, this is pre-partner, this is post-partner? Post partner, so this is the second okay. cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and you know, after three or four years, uh, rather than uh, marrying a Bayana, I married uh, 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 someone from the south of Brazil, and she didn't want to live in that part of the country. So I come to 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 the head of McKinsey Land America, and I said. I think it's game over, right? So I'm being a partner now for four or five years. Uh, I want to do something more entrepreneurial and so on. But then, uh, as I always say, Joe, he made me an offer I cannot, I could not refuse. <laughs> <laughs> for those who like the Godfather, just making the joke. But I mean, I, I did the same for the south of Brazil. I moved to Floripa, which is a lovely island in the south of Brazil, capital of Santa Catarina State. And even before the pandemic, I created this concept of a virtual office. So we had people based in different locations in southern Brazil. Uh, and we started kind of uh, uh, moving the McKinsey machine towards more local clients. And that helped expand. And that recipe paid off well so that McKinsey opened probably another uh, 
eight, nine locations across Latin America. Uh, uh, you would be surprised to learn that McKinsey today has offices in places like uh, Ecuador, Guatemala, Costa Rica, uh, Uruguay. So this was uh, a, a, a recipe that was replicated. And, and, and that's a new thing. And, and th- Hold on. And that's a new thing. That's only once local control, shall we say, took over McKinsey in Latin America that they started going to these you know, secondary tertiary markets. Correct. Correct. Cool. Um, and so that was a, a, a successful move. McKinsey grew a lot uh, between 2010 2020. But then, uh, Joe, after 16 years working for, you know, probably the largest uh, 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 management consulting firm in this world with more than 3,000 partners, being like only in Brazil, 60, 70, I thought it was already too big of a, a home for me. I wanted to build my own home. I wanted, you know, to do something uh, 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 where I could, you know, really uh, uh, leave my, my, my clear footprint. Uh, so I feel very glad for the opportunities I had with McKinsey, but it was time to move on. Um, and well, let's uh, hold on when, before we get there. Let's let, let's let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the. Uh, let's demystify uh, this 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 consulting thing a little bit for those of us who have who have never done it. Um, what's what's involved in going in becoming a partner? You know, this sort of coveted, almost like a you know Illuminati you know, made man kind of a thing within one of these firms. Like what do you, it, it sounds like you were quite deliberate from the beginning in, in, in building these relationships and, you know, presumably, you know, finding new clients for, for, for the firm. And I suspect that's a big part of it, but, but can you, you know, shed some light into that process? For sure. And, and I should say maybe a prompt that like, if you ask that, you know, young boy uh, in his first year as an associate at McKinsey, if he wanted to make to partner, uh, the answer would be a clear yes. I mean, most people say, yeah, I'm going to do consulting for a few years, you know, I'm going to learn and then I'm going to move on to something. No, I was super focused and committed to making two partners. That was really like uh, 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 something that put me like a clear target uh, uh, ahead of me, it really make me disciplined and focused and, and, and was really helpful for me at that point. And and the partner election process is 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 something quite special at McKinsey, right? So what happens is that they assign you an evaluator from a different office, someone who you've never worked before, and and, and this person uh, uh, makes a quite holistic like assessment of your performance. Of course, there are the numbers in terms of let's say uh, projects that you helped acquire. There is uh, your, you'll say, your utilization uh, uh, in terms of like how much of your time is actually like uh, built in, uh, built into projects, right? You really like uh, and the economics, uh, but they do, you know, get some bottom-up feedback because, as you know, there ain't no leadership without followership. So they kind of measure your level of followership, and they interview uh, I, usually about fifteen people that work directly with you to come up with a with a perspective right and then this evaluator brings is this hold on this this, let me let me let me hold on sorry for the interruption but is this person also like a mentor to you telling you kind of here's what's expected of you in order to get there though they're just evaluating you just an evaluator you have the 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 split there is the mentor and there is the evaluator so the evaluator he's got nothing he's never talked to you he's someone who's never worked with your clients is really to be like impartial in that sense. 
And so he makes the interviews and he builds up his perspective and builds a case and takes the case to the Partner Election Committee, which is a committee uh, composed by senior partners of McKinsey on a global basis that evaluates uh, partner candidates from Europe, from the US, from Asia, from Africa, from Latin America. And they, you know, every... Uh, uh, now I think it's on an annual basis. It used to be on a, a, a semi-annual basis, but I think now it's on an annual basis. Uh, they like partners. All right, and, and now can we talk a little bit uh, to the extent you, you can share? Uh, you know, what what does it mean? You know, from an income perspective, from a from an equity perspective, from an investment perspective, to make that jump to to partner? Uh, you know. Uh, be, be a, as transparent as you can, but understanding you probably signed some documents with McKinsey and stuff you can't say. Uh, so like, what, what, what is that, you know, from the, the dollars and cents perspective? Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the, I'm going to do so. I cannot mention the figures, but like if you were to compare my first year compensation pack right after inset, right. Uh, to my first year uh, partner compensation pack, it probably increased four times. So it's four times uh, hmm. the amount of money uh, I w you would make in your first year as an associate at McKinsey. And then between your first year as a partner and someone more tenure, I stayed with McKinsey as, as a partner for nine years, right? So the compensation doubles again uh, 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 over the course uh, uh, of those, let's say, nine years, right? So it's 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 quite uh, uh, it, 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 it's a good compensation level, and uh, I would say differently from uh, uh, private private equity firms that sometimes you have a deferred compensation, right? Uh, uh, in the case of McKinsey, mostly you make on an annual basis. I would say 70, 80 percent of your total comp as a partner is made on that accrued in the same year. Yeah, yeah. So not there's not a whole bunch dangling out X years in the future. That makes sense. Now I, I'm going to ask you a question. I interviewed at the McKinsey office in Mexico City a long time ago before INSEAD, and they 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 assured me that the compensation in Mexico City was the same as in New York as in London. That it was it was equal across the world, which I found a little uh, I was a little skeptical of. And you know they made a very good decision in not offering me a job. But is is that also true? Uh, you know from from a just a relative basis around the around the globe no it's not true joe i mean like okay. uh, you get you, you, you in each market when you join as an associate you have different compensation levels right uh it okay. only okay. It, it used to become equal on a global level when you become a senior partner which is a second tap as a partner so for uh, 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 but but even today, it's no longer the case. They changed that and they made it more, let's say, uh, uh, adaptable, adaptable to each market uh, conditions. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, thank you for that. Th thanks for your transparency. Um, hopefully, you don't get contacted by McKinsey lawyers as, as a result of this conversation. Uh, what are you doing now, and kind of what's what you're thinking about the future? Good. So um, after 16 years with McKinsey, I realized that one of my key assets was that I was very well positioned to make the bridge between Europe and Latin America. Because on one hand, I was someone who, you know, had a 
decent understanding of how to do business uh, in different parts of Brazil. I had served companies in Argentina, in Peru, in Colombia, in Mexico. I happened to speak uh, uh, Spanish, you know. Um, but still, I'm not a local guy. I'm an international guy. That's why I went to INSEAD. That's why I kept the, the, the strong leads links. And that's why, like, a few times in a year, I go to Europe not only to drink good wine uh, and, and have good food, but uh, I really appreciate the, the culture and, 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 and the European perspective, right? And I started off saying, so how can I make this bridge between Europe and Latin America? Uh, and in my case, uh, what happened was in the middle of the pandemic, I found a good opportunity to learn more about sustainability and climate change. So I joined Systemic. Systemic uh, is a British London-based boutique working on uh, on topics related to climate change. There is the, let's say, the nature platform. There is the uh, uh, circular resources platform and the energy transition platform. Um, I took my family in the middle of the pandemic, put them on a plane, and we went to London where we spent uh, uh, amazing six months in the second half of 2020 learning about the topic because, you know, uh, when they made me an offer to join as a partner and to open uh, 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 the office in Brazil, I said, okay, I'm interested, I like it, but I have no clue about sustainability, so I need to learn first in order to be credible. So, uh, uh, as I mean, a management consultant, I tend to, to, to believe that I can learn fast. That's what happened. And then... In the beginning of 2021, I moved back to Brazil with the family, opened, let's say, the office from scratch, recruited people, started serving clients in those topics in Brazil. And things were doing well. But I realized also that one thing is working on sustainability in London, which is probably uh, 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 the capital of sustainability on a global basis. And a different thing was working on sustainability in Brazil and in Sao Paulo, uh, and even though I had, you know, uh, deep respect, and I still have a, a, a good respect about the topic, it was a bit more niched, and it did not leverage, let's say, my breadth of experience in my previous 20 years as a management consultant, right? And then, by the end of 2021, uh, there was the opportunity to go back to mainstream, let's say, management consulting with Roland Berger. Uh, and then... Uh, for the past two years, I've been working and leading Roland Berger in Brazil. Um, most people in Seattle. So, this, uh, doing sustainability stuff, or just doing doing more more generic management consulting for for Roland Berger? Management. So I got back. So Roland Berger is the direct competitor to McKinsey, to Bain, to BCG, mm -hmm. to you know AT Kearney, to all other let's say management consulting firms. And I saw in Roland Berger. Uh, a, a mid-sized platform, so uh, uh, much smaller than McKinsey, but still international with the German slash European heritage. Um, and then the opportunity not only to lead the office in Brazil, but to contribute to build a strong consumer platform across Americas. Cool, cool. And that's been two years. That's been two years now. That's been two years. Um I think consulting firms uh, 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 had uh, impressive uh, growth throughout the pandemic because uh, consulting firms uh, learned how to collaborate on a remote basis and that paid off big time. Uh, this year has been challenging. Uh, 
uh, in different parts of the world, also true in Brazil, where the economy is, you know, uh, uh, suffering a bit. And uh, but we're still we're still pushing. I think little by little, uh, with the lower growth, we're 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 growing. We're trying to attract good talent, uh, and they pretty much connect with the three main values of Roland Berger. And, and and in a way, for me, they speak a lot to what the inside community is, and that connected with resonated well with me. Excellence. So it's really like uh, I, I wouldn't like after so many years to to be in an institution that do not does not have excellence as a main value. Uh, empathy, which connects a lot with me, right? So it's not just you know uh, uh, showing the 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 optimal path to clients, but it's really like uh, being empathetic, understanding that we serve people, we don't serve companies, and people move from one company to the other. And last but not least, entrepreneurship, right? So when you don't have such a big brand behind you, you really need to be more of an entrepreneur. You really need to, you know, uh, 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 drive things forward because the RFPs are not going to be, you know, falling to your desk. I think you've just proven why, why it is you made partner. You're 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 always selling. You, you just you just you just created an advertisement for Roland Berger. Well done, Bravo. Uh, I hope I hope I hope they uh, compensate you something for that. All right, la- last two questions. We're 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 pushing up against our, our twenty minute window. Uh, with what you're doing today, uh, is there anything the the NCAD community can do to help you? Of course, uh, 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 as I said, we serve people, right? Uh, we don't serve companies and I feel privileged to be part of that community. And if, you know, our colleagues would be willing to understand more about Latin America, uh, uh, I would be more than happy, you know, to discuss, uh, you know, uh, challenges, to discuss opportunities. I mean, as I mentioned to you, I've been working in this region for the past 25 years. I've seen like the, the good cycles, the bad cycles, um, so, uh, I think like, uh, I would like to keep making the bridge between Europe and Latin America. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, and, uh, the other side of that question, and aside from a free place to stay in Florinopolis, what, what, what is it that you can offer the, 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 the NCAD community? Uh, the, the, the free place to stay would be a pleasure given that I'm, I'm building a house and I now can decently, you know, host people in here. It would be my pleasure. <laughs> To host you, Joe, uh, uh, next year. No, no, no. Uh, everybody, everybody, not just not just me. Yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if they start seeing pictures about Florianópolis, they're they're gonna line up for that, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I mean, uh, I think Joe. Uh, I mean, uh, as I said, like I think this experience, having worked within within Latin America, especially in the consumer sector, and more recently with uh, 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 climate change related topics. Is something that if someone like sometimes is, is 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 investing on a target or is looking for opportunity, I'm happy, you know, to have a chat. Just you know, send me uh, a, a message. I'm happy to connect and, and and have a first try to be helpful. Beautiful. We we've got a liaison in South America, Pedro. Thank you so so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Joe. My pleasure. Ciao.